welcome to the Lost World Minute, a minute by minute podcast viewing 997 sequel Jurassic Park one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're here to discuss minute 55 of the Lost World. Dave, how are you going? Been doing good, been doing good. And my schedule's really uh, been jam-packed lately because school and work, and so I've had like zero free time. Hmm. Yeah. Fun time for podcasts, though, so that's always <laughs> good. Yeah, there's... um. There is a chance here. We've just uh, changed time zones here in Australia as well, on the eastern states, so uh, there may be a chance that uh, we might miss a week coming up, but uh, rest assured we're working hard in the background to try and get these episodes out and keep to the uh, two-a-week schedule that we're mm-hmm. currently on. So um, we do apologise if we do miss a week. We do have the uh, listener feedback episode coming up soon, and we'll have the announcement of the winner of the uh, Jurassic Park collector cards. To go along with that, when we release that episode, um, mm-hmm. we might just have to uh, record that and have that as a filler episode if, if times don't line up again. The animals won't even know they're there. Very low impact, strictly observation and documentation. In the meantime, Dave, we got some toy news. Oh, yeah. Um, Mattel have uh, teased... There was recently an article on uh, Can a Tech Makeover Save the Toy Industry? Um, mm-hmm. It was a write-up for... I can't see where it is now. It was brought up anyway for a magazine, I believe, or a website. And uh, during that uh, article, some images, or a main image, come with uh, a lot of prototypes for different figures, different toys. Um, Obviously some sort of like Barbie doll legs and torsos and some chain and various small cars that sort of might be Matchbox. I don't... I Mm -hmm. I Mattel have the Matchbox brand, don't they? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yep. So they would be Matchbox Mm -hmm. cars in prototype plastic mm-hmm. but one yeah. green head that uh caught all our attention was uh, a tyrannosaur head um, yeah just a plain green molded head but it looked um uh, talking to some friends of ours they looked like they were um using the ilm model or, or something like that possibly the male because it's really it's really got that defined ridge line in the brow mm-hmm possibly um, but there, there's a little bit of texture on the... It's got a little bit of the neck. Um, it's got some of the ripples there of where the muscular would be. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely like the teeth. That's Jurassic T-Rex. Just mm-hmm. the way the teeth are in the jaw. Um, I love how the tongue's up and out and not just moulded to the bottom jaw. It looks like there's a clear hinge point there where the lower jaw hinges and the tongue's sort of just up a little bit so it can bellow. We'll do that sort of like the breakout T-Rex roar. Yeah, or possibly even like the Thrasher T-Rex, where I noticed the tongue is kind of, looks like it might have some mechanism going to it. Mm. So I wonder if it'll be like the Thrasher T-Rex, where you put, press down on the tongue and the jaw snaps down. Yeah, yeah, and there has been, um, there was a leak earlier of some of the toys coming out, and one of those was a uh, Fresh and Fro T-Rex, which possibly mm. come down and grab a character or another animal and... Um, be able to grip it and you can sort of throw it around. Mm-hmm. Um, so this might confirm that leak we've seen. But I, I can't wait to see what paint they put on this. Oh, yeah, really. Well, I, I even said myself that they could, even if they put a crappy paint job on this, the sculpt looks fantastic. So it, so even it would be, it'd be great just to even re, have it to repaint, you know? Mm. Yeah, if this was sort of... You'd assume around the size, perhaps, of the Irex that come out for Jurassic World, or mm-hmm. uh, or the original Bull T-Rex size. Uh, mm-hmm. 
as as you said, like something like that under a hundred bucks that you could sort of to put your own paint scheme onto. Um, yeah, just for um, to recognize the scale here, the Matchbox cars next to the jaw, the bottom jaw is about the exact length of a Matchbox car. Yeah, so. yep. Well, Looks that, like it'll be a pretty decent sized toy. Yeah, well, that again, like the uh, you you had the Matchbox stuff to come with Lost World, and they easily fit inside the uh, the fresher T Rex there. Mhm. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm I'm guessing this is going to be a Jurassic Park painted T Rex. I don't see him doing the Lost World greens just yet. But no. as as you said, we can easily do that. Mhm. Or even send them out to some uh Jura- some of the Jurassic artists that we got out there have somebody repainted up. You yeah. Know? Yep. But no, it's exciting to see. Um, bit of a head pivot too at the neck. Mhm. Um, yeah, <clears throat> looks like it's got a ball joint in the neck, so that'll be nice. Mm. Yeah, just make it more poseable, be able to turn the head different different angles. Mhm. And they got a nice thick screw uh, uh, screw there, so it's not like the ball joint's going to pop or anything. Yeah. Yep. Now I've never uh, the Junior T Rex, the latex one. I've never mm-hmm. seen one of those pulled apart. Is there like a skull? molded skull piece under that head that the latex is laid over i'd assume all the details on the actual latex are not underneath but could this possible have a latex coating on it or would this just be a hard plastic i think this might be a hard plastic the junior t-rex i um i think it's just a latex shell yeah it's glued together and it's um a two-part mold that they just glue together Hmm. I've always wondered. Like it's going to be a solid piece here. Yeah, because I've always wondered what the skeleton of it looks like. But again, I don't want to cut a good one open or anyone open. But um, that is definitely a good start. Anyway, there was uh, there was some sort of display on there as well because we got uh, another photo with a cardboard cut out of blue in a little mm-hmm. bit of a jungle scene and a uh, a fence up and um. Uh, electrified fence warning sign which uh, mm-hmm. we've seen a little bit earlier um, in production I believe and also a small version of it coming out in a loot crate a few months ago as well personally I was not a fan of the uh, fence architecture in Jurassic World um, no, I don't know if they were supposed to be electrified, this fence can't be electrified because the poles are clearly in the concrete so it's grounded <laughs> mm-hmm there was there was issues the same thing where uh, Grant and the kids were climbing over that perimeter fence. There's no way that fence could be electrified at all because half the wires were anchored to the uh, the upright poles and earthed out. So they'd be throwing circuit breakers every time they tried to turn it on. But uh, yeah, right. But um, it's a nice little display stand anyway, and and might mm-hmm. uh, this might be sort of something on cardboard or paper we start seeing. Uh, on the walls in toy shops soon. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, so I can't wait for. I'm looking forward to Christmas. I hope they got something coming out. <laughs> this, this, this definitely is too early for uh, for Christmas. If this has only been taken in the last week or t- week or so, but um, it could be a photo from a few months ago. We don't know. Mm. But it could be a sign too that they're trying to push out some just Jurassic Park content at Christmas time before we get too close to the movie and possible spoilers in toys that we hate to see. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, um, did you put the picture from Mattel up on our Facebook page? No, I don't think I have. All right, I'll uh, go ahead and do that as soon as this goes live. Yeah, yep. Uh, sure. 
That's a man. Ian's not going to like this. Anything else you want to discuss on the toy before we get into minute 55? I think we're good. Just again, can't wait. Can't wait until we start seeing this stuff in boxes. On the yeah, really. I'm really looking forward to it. Again, um, since Mattel says that they want to do a collector's line for um, us fans, I th- I don't know if the pack- if the boxes and packaging will be unique in any way, but I kind of hope it is something that's a little bit of a throwback to the early Kenner stuff that we got. Yep. Yeah, well, I can only use sort of the ghost bu- stuff they've done with Ghostbusters and um, and just use reusing the original packaging and all that. Just it's pretty much the '93 fig or the figures at the time re-released now. So that's definitely got, that's definitely got me excited. Mm-hmm. I know Hasbro for the uh, 40th anniversary line they um, reissued like vintage style packaging uh, card backs for the figures. Yeah. Even though that they reused the Black Series basic 3.75 inch um, figures, they um, went did like retro looking card backs, and it was really cool to see. I mean, they were something you could buy just to keep something mint and mint on the card, you know. Mm. All right, minute 55. As we ended the minute 54 of the Lost World. Ian answered the phone call from Eddie, and Eddie told Ian that the animals were going back to the jungle. As we start minute 55, Ian says he knows, and he can see, and asks to talk to Kelly, her hands on her chest and she's heaving hard, clearly shaken up by what she'd just seen. At 54 minutes and 13 seconds, Ian tells Kelly to stay where she is, and that they're going to be right back up to join her. At 54 minutes and 21 seconds, Ian hangs up the phone and says he begs people to listen to him. He uses plain, simple English. He doesn't know if it's the accent he's using. And before he can continue, Sarah tells him to shut up. Ian responds, I guess it'll make an interesting chapter to your book. Sarah replies, Like the parental instincts of a T-Rex is now academic. At 54 minutes and 34 seconds, with a smile on his face, Ian brings the radio receiver back to his mouth, preparing to transmit. Suddenly, his face falls and he stands up slowly. Hold on, this is going to be bad. At 54 minutes and 42 seconds, an impact from the side of the trailer sends it rolling over onto its side. A second impact hits, and the trailer rolls onto its roof. Cupboard doors open, spilling contents everywhere, raining instruments down on the people inside. At 54 minutes and 50 seconds, we cut outside to a mud-covered trailer. Pipes hang off it, and another jolt it goes sliding backwards. At 54 minutes and 55 seconds as the T-Rex roar, Ian crawls to the window and looks out, just as the trailer's pushed again. At 54 minutes and 58 seconds, with the sound of screeching metal, the trailer's pushed again, and we get a shot of the trailer's intended destination, the cliff's edge, and a 200-foot drop to the ocean below. And this ends, minute 55, The Lost World. We end off last minute with uh, Eddie calling Ian and the trailers, and... Uh... Eddie's on the phone now, Ian, they're heading back into the jungle. Uh, mm-hmm. Ian says he knows, and uh, he can see, and he asks to talk to Kelly. Uh, Eddie hands Kelly the phone. How are you? Are you okay? And she's sort of breathing pretty heavy here too, like she's been shook up. Which again, we, we don't really know how they've seen this whole thing happen, but <laughs> it's a bit of a shame. There's no clear shot of the trailers here. Yeah. 
But, but I, yeah, she um, she you can clearly see that she was witnessing it from the trailer. Yeah. So. Yeah, which can only wonder what she or how her reaction is in a moment when we uh get what we have happen here with this main sequence. But Ian tells her not to move; he's going to be right back up, and uh, mm-hmm. she understands and she hands the phone back to. Uh, Eddie, now, I just love this retro, like the old rotary phone handpiece we've seen a couple of times that he's using. It just, it makes me wonder earlier with his awe of InGen's Major League Toys, if uh, Eddie's a bit of a scrounger and just sort of puts bits together from here and there and doesn't really have the funds and that to have brand new state-of-the-art tech. I'm not sure. I mean, I would think that since he's being financed by Hammond, that he would have the ability to buy, like, the top-of-the-line stuff. Mm. But, I mean, it's apparent that Ludlow is able to buy even better top-of-the-line stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that, that line. It's like, well, you're both being fun- like fully funded, um, mm-hmm. yet, yet the engine team can have Major League toys and you're, uh, you're sitting here using rotary dial or phone hand pieces for your communications equipment, but... <laughs> hey, it's robust, so it might mm-hmm. it might not be expensive, but he knows it lasts. Clearly, here it's getting rained on pretty heavily, and not uh not electrocuting anyone's ear. <laughs> but um, we cut back to the trailer, and the, Ian sort of hangs up the phone at the same time uh, Eddie does. Um, and uh, Ian, you know, I beg people to listen to me. I use plain, simple English. I don't know if it's the accent I use. <laughs> And um, sort of having a little dig at him, and Sarah just tells him straight up to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're all clear. I mean, Sarah's clearly kind of shook up from the whole thing. I mean, it's like a very close brush from death as uh, so far as she's seen. Yeah, so, and, and as high mm-hmm. as she was in the moment that last minute, she's sort of come mm-hmm. down here a lot. And it's also interesting here too. Nick's sitting on the floor, actually putting a tape in into his um, video player or video camera, and getting it prepared, um, which we discussed earlier was what he was actually doing when the T Rex was there to get the baby in the uh, pre San Diego script. So it's just interesting they put that little thing in here after the fact, and after when he was supposed to have the video camera out, because we don't really see what happens to it next when the uh, trailers go over. But um, Ian, say, uh, Ian says to Sarah, this should make for an interesting chapter in your book. And uh, she says, mm-hmm. I think the debate over the parental instincts of a T-Rex is now academic. It's great here too, because you got a shot of that rear window of the trailer and it's just absolutely pouring outside. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got the rain machines on. Um, cut back to Ian, he smiles a bit and goes to talk back into the headset. And, uh, and then the smile drops from his face. And he slowly stands up and we get that lovely shot of just the light on his eyes and sort of not really illuminating his whole face but um he can see something outside he obviously must be able to see that rex is returning in some in some form mm-hmm. um, we don't have the yeah. we don't have the pounding footsteps or anything here so no but i think he what he sees is when he looks out the window is the tyrannosaur is charging right at him because he's also he looks up and he's got this horrified look on his face and Tells everybody, hang on. Yeah. Well, it could be charging, or it could be it could have walked back in and just standing there and lowering its head to rock the trailer over because um, he says, "Hang on, this is going to be bad," which is um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's another trailer line. 
And um, I love here too, just before the moment of impact, where we got the establishing shot of them standing where they're going to be for the rollover. Uh, Nick on the ground is clearly no longer Nick. <laughs> and they've got the stunt, the stunt doubles in there. Because um, mm-hmm. there's a scene also, while the trailer's rolling, there's a flash of light on Ian's face. And again, it's clearly not Ian. Um, I'm sure the Blu-ray would show that a lot better. But uh, no, something slams in the side of the trailer or lifts the side of the trailer over, uh, rolls over onto the right. Uh, or from the right where the male just was in the doorway where they uh, released the baby, um, rolls onto its side, then onto its roof mm-hmm. um, with two two big impacts. Um, we get all the interior cupboards sort of opening and all their contents falling out onto the ground, um, including the uh, the large pane of glass, or at this point it looks like late, uh, um, not latex, perspex of the rear window comes away from its mountings and sort of falls into the trailer as well which mm-hmm. must have been just a set issue in the stunt, but um, it stayed in there, because for the longest time I was watching, and there's just this big pane of glass sort of floating around in there with them, and it was only before and closer inspection yeah. that it actually comes away from the rear window. Yeah, it does, and I've always, because that was one thing I've always noticed when I'm watching this scene, is that the um, pane of glass comes away from the back of the trailer. But then when we get the next shot of the trailer going over the cliff, the um, back door falls off and the, that pane of glass is still there. Yeah. So it made me confused. It's like, they have a, pa- a double pane of glass or how, how did that work? Well, I'm guessing this is just an interior set to roll over. Um, oh, yeah. Because when it comes free, you can clearly see it wobble like it's perspex and not actually glass. Like it flexes a lot when it bounces out of the... the uh, framing there but um, but you'd think this in this in internal sort of set would be what they hung off the side of the cliff to do the climbing in and falling stuff we're about to see but mm-hmm. um, but hey not everything goes right on shooting day either because <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd always thought sort of the window one of the windows might have popped out of its frame where the T-Rexes were pushing on the side of the trail to roll it but um the way it rolls, it'd sort of have to come out of the roof when it first goes onto its side. Mm-hmm. And I could see that causing a lot more damage when it comes out. But then we, it rolls over completely onto its roof, and uh, we get an exterior shot with another impact, just as the uh, trailer starts to move backwards. And you can clearly see in the corner the uh, the first trailer's still upright on its wheels. Um Ian scrambles to the window as the tra- trailer slides in the yeah, as the trailer slides in the mud, and it's a great little shot here of just the stationary camera at ground level um, as the trailer sort of slides by with Ian in the window looking out. I've always loved that shot, mud on the window. Mm-hmm. But there we cut to a wider shot and uh, the rear of the trailer approaching the cliff and the coast below. We've got that matte painting of the. Uh, I'm assuming a matte painting of the cliff edge and um, mm-hmm. the white caps of the ocean far below. Yeah, and one tiny little detail that I do like here is that you see the Tyrannosaurus footprints in the mud here from when they were uh, alongside, looking alongside and into the trailer uh, in the previous minute yeah. that we were just covering. Yeah, because yeah. this, this whole thing's on a, as we sort of alluded to in previous minutes, um, 
the T-Rex being so big, I think they were 9,000 pounds between the two of them. They uh, had them set up on trolleys or trackways either side of the trailer and uh, just changed the set around them. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so just having something like the footprints there is just a great little continuity mm-hmm. thing. It's it's a pity we're about to get in in the next minute where that continuity goes out the window if uh, what happens inside the trailers as it goes over the cliff. But um, it's just great, yeah, great seeing those footprints out in the mud. And uh, yeah. we cut back inside just about, uh, or Ian's just about to tell the others that they're... Uh, pushing him over the cliff he doesn't get a chance to say that until the next minute but it's sort of just that shot of the rear of the trailer and the cl- cliff and the uh, the coastline sort of shows the peril that we're in mm-hmm. but again um being seeing the coastline curve around there is a, is in itself a great callback to the fact that when this was on location the coast you could see the coastline doing that yeah if you were to go out onto the um ceremony rock there you'd see that the coastline curves around because patrick's point the where they filmed the daytime shots is just kind of a small peninsula jutting out into the pacific ocean hmm. yeah and it sort of also looks like um uh the trail is not actually pointing straight out over the cliff as well it's sort of on that angle because mm-hmm. you can see the ocean sort of disappears behind the trailer for a bit before it curves back around and out. Um, but again, like, great. Even though the rain's sort of coming down heavy, there's still just the mud on the windows. Mm-hmm. Um, the bar's sort of all bent and broken on the windows and the uh, the pipes on the roof as well. Uh, just gives that illusion that it was really pushed over from one side to the other. But we uh, we only cut back inside for a short minute here at the end. Uh, everything else happens in the next minute. Mm-hmm. So, is there anything else on 55 you want to get to before we get out of here for the day? No, I think we're good. We covered a lot of it. Alright. Alright, guys. Let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website, thelostworldminute.com. You can email feedback to thelostworldminute at gmail.com. Facebook, The Lost World Minute. Twitter, at The Lost World Minute. And Instagram, The Lost World Minute. Easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, very easy to remember. <laughs> Uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Talk to you later. Bye. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, life will find a way.